Hello and welcome to The Brief. I'm your host, Elisa Segor, AJC's Director of Communications. Each week, we'll bring you exclusive conversations with AJC's leading experts. Today's guest is Rabbi Noam Marins, AJC's Director of Interreligious and Intergroup Relations. Noam, thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure to be with you. So I'd like to begin with a very basic question. What does interfaith dialogue actually mean? I think for many of us, when we hear the term, we think of a rabbi, a priest, and an imam sitting together having a conversation. Is that accurate? Can you elaborate a little bit more? Well, it means many things, including a rabbi, a priest, an imam, and others sitting together and talking about relevant issues of the day. But it is multifaceted. It is about education at the seminary level, in the different religious expressions, learning about the other. It is about those who are already in the profession, teaching one another how the other understands him or herself, seeing how Christianity understands itself, how Judaism is understood for Christians and for Muslims and Jews who have a long history of interaction, how it is reflected in today's challenging times. So it can be both in the educational sphere, in the theatric level in which the symbols are convening together so that others can learn how we can get along and learn about one another. And it also can be rank and file who are learning about their neighbor, how they are different, how they are the same. Noam, in your role at AJC, you are often the rabbi in the room in these conversations with other faith leaders. What does that feel like for you personally to be the representative of your faith in those conversations? Well, it is a surprise to me that I am the rabbi walking into the room given my background. I grew up in a very insular Jewish community. And it wasn't really until I was a congregational rabbi after studying very little about interreligious relations in seminary that I was often the only Jew in the room, the rabbi, the one who was explaining Judaism to often a Christian audience, speaking in churches on Sunday mornings in suburban New York. And as a result of that, I began to learn more about who I was and how my encounter with the other could properly elucidate my own Judaism. And particularly with Christianity, but not exclusively, when you think about the fact that Christianity was born in a century of Jewish foment, and Judaism and Christianity took centuries to fully part from one another, in the first centuries of this era, you need to understand the other in order to properly understand yourself. It is a complement to my very intense Jewish education. So one question is, can I, can I engage in interfaith dialogue? And does one have to be religious to engage in interreligious dialogue? Or I should say, do you have to be observant to engage in interreligious dialogue? It's a good question that usually a Jewish person would ask because Jews tend to be unique in that they don't only understand their religion in a religious perspective. 
They understand it in an ethnic, in a social, in many different ways. So there are Jews who are very Jewish, but are not necessarily religiously Jewish. This is very hard for other religions to understand because they see religion as religious expression. Do you go to church? Do you go to the mosque? Do you observe the laws? We see ourselves as both a faith, a nation, a people, a culture, a civilization. So Jews tend to understand themselves as Jews even if they are not religious. And therefore the answer is that there are many Jews who are engaged in understanding the other even if their level of observance is not that high. Okay, so one might hear you, listen to you, and think, you know, that sounds great, it's wonderful, I can have a conversation with my neighbor, but are we really moving the needle? There are, there are major conflicts in the world that are rooted in religion, and does interfaith dialogue help us solve those at all? Is there anything we can reasonably hope to accomplish? Well, there is no doubting that there has been much conflict in the world that resulted from intra- and inter-religious conflict. And of course today, we see that all over the world, particularly in the Middle East, both between religions and within religions. There is no doubt that religion can be a force for good. The ability of religion to transmit values, if it is successful, in communicating a principle that is shared by all religions, that human beings were created in the image of God, that we need to respect the other the way that we would respect God, that seeing the other is like seeing God. These are ideas that have not yet been successfully permeated throughout civilization, and we need to recommit ourselves to that. So, so you mentioned the Middle East, and I'd like to touch upon, I think, probably the thorniest issue today in interreligious dialogue or in the subject of interfaith relations, and that's Muslim-Jewish relations. Is it possible to have interreligious dialogue between Muslims and Jews when it's often the case that those who have the most influence in the Muslim community may not be interested in dialogue with Jews? Well, the great blessing is that there are a lot of Muslims in the world. There are about 1.6 billion Muslims. So the first concept is that it is a civilization that we must engage because of the demographic reality. The second premise is that Muslims and Jews have been engaging one another for centuries since the founding of Islam. There certainly is today a real challenge in the politicization of the Muslim-Jewish relationship. We have many Muslim partners. Islam is not homogenous. It's not monochromatic. Like all religions, like the Jewish people, there are diverse views and opinions. There are those who are not interested in interfaith engagement, but there are many who are and particularly in the United States, which parallels Western Europe, but especially in the United States, Jews and Muslims have the ability to engage one another, 
because they are meeting in the schools, in the universities, in the workplace, in the halls of power. And there is an optimism, a cautious optimism, that we can engage one another. I'd like to pivot from Muslim-Jewish relations to another hot-button subject that gets a lot of attention, which is the relationship between American Jews and evangelical Christians uh, surrounding the subject of support for Israel. If you do any poll of American Jews and American evangelicals on issues of politics, uh, values, uh, social justice, you'll probably find varying uh, uh, two communities that are not always on the same page. But on this topic, on support for Israel, there is a lot of overlap. To what degree are we comfortable with not being on the same page on some issues, but um, becoming allies on this subject? Well, let's begin with the premise. The idea that we would have to agree with any group on all major issues in order to be in conversation or in friendship or in discussion with that group is not a premise that we follow in any aspect of our social and political dynamic. It is true uh, that there is no group that is more supportive of Israel in the American ethos other than the Jewish people than the evangelicals. But it is also true that evangelicals are not monolithic. There are all kinds of evangelicals. There are tens of millions of evangelicals. And on the issue of Israel, they run the gamut. There are Christian Zionists whose commitment to Israel is religiously based. And there are those on the left of the evangelical world who engage in criticism of Israel. So they are not one body. But the idea that we would need to agree with evangelicals on domestic issues, where there is a great divide generally between Jews and evangelicals, in order to welcome their support for Israel is not a premise uh, that I accept. That doesn't mean uh, that uh, we are running after evangelical support. Uh, that doesn't mean that we don't have differences of opinions of what support for Israel should encompass. But we do welcome support, particularly in the American context, for Israel. We've covered a lot of controversial topics in the realm of interfaith dialogue. And what's clear is that there's a lot of uh, potential landmines or there's a lot of room for people to feel uncomfortable. What are some of your tried and true tricks of the trade or tips, uh, do's and don'ts for interfaith dialogue? Well, this would be a good time to mention Krister Stendhal. He was the longtime dean of Harvard Divinity School, and he offered three guidelines for interfaith dialogue, which good participants in dialogue should always keep in mind. The first, always try to understand the other the way they understand themselves, not the way you perceive them. Second, don't judge any group by its extremities. Don't judge a group by its extremes. 
judge it by the normative practices. And third, it's okay to have holy or sacred envy. It's okay to see something in another religion that you like and that you are jealous that they have. I would add a fourth, which is often attributed to Rabbi Yitz Greenberg when speaking about different denominations in Judaism. He said, I don't care what denomination you belong to as long as you're embarrassed by it from time to time. I think the same can be true about religion. A little epistemological humility, a little bit of understanding that although there are many paths to truth, yours is not always the one and only truth. Well, thank you so much, Noam, for joining us. This has been a fascinating conversation. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you like what you've heard on today's podcast, please visit us at AJC.org and follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at AJC Global.